Welcome in as we conclude our week here on the Bible Tracks broadcast. We are going to jump right in. I promise that we are going to conclude our baptism study, the discipleship study number two that you can order on our website, Bible Tracks Inc., just by contacting us. I told you I was going to conclude that study, and I should mention that this discipleship study is completely free. I don't charge anything for it whatsoever. But I asked the question about baptism, who has the authority to baptize. Can any Christian baptize someone who has received Christ? We're going to answer that question in just one moment after we spend just a second reading a short passage from a book on prayer by E.M. Bounds. I've been so greatly enjoying it. I hope you have as well. These small moments, just a few seconds to pause and to ponder prayer. We'll get to baptism in just one moment after we read this short passage. It really is amazing that there are so many passages that are so rich in this book. Let's read this one from chapter number three. When we calmly reflect upon the fact that the progress of our Lord's kingdom is dependent upon prayer, it is sad to think that we give so little time to the holy exercise. Everything depends on prayer and yet we neglect it not only to our own spiritual hurt, but also to the delay and injury of our Lord's cause upon earth. The forces of good and evil are contending for the world. If we would pray, we could add to the conquering power of the army of righteousness, and yet our lips are sealed. Our hands hang listlessly by our sides, and by holding back from the prayer chamber, we jeopardize the very cause in which we profess to be deeply interested. How sad. I hope that indictment is never made of me. I hope that I take prayer seriously. I know that I don't always. But with a book like this in my hands, it's hard not to be inspired, convicted, and encouraged to pray. Let me encourage you to consider adding this book to your collection as well. Again, the title is On Prayer by E.M. Bounds. Now, before we highlight a tract, I would like to return to the idea of baptism. Who has the authority to baptize? Let's put a pin in our discussion from yesterday. We're going to jump into discipleship study number three in just a moment, but let's wrap up baptism. Who has the authority to baptize? Can any Christian anywhere baptize someone who has received Christ? Well, let's look at what Jesus did. You see, Jesus commissioned his disciples to do baptisms. And then he left the church behind as the spiritual guiding light for all humanity. You know, the Lord's Supper and baptism are ordinances that are entrusted to the church. Only the church can authorize someone to be baptized. It's up to the church. There is more we could say on this subject, but if you have more questions, please feel free to contact me. My phone number is 309-316-7240. I'd love to send you this discipleship study number two so that you can have a little bit more understanding yourself about this topic of baptism. Now, before we jump into discipleship study number three, I'd like to bring to your attention a specific track that I think just might be a help to you today. Let's talk about the new birth on this Friday. 
The new birth, as I mentioned yesterday, was the track that gave BTI its start. Of course, God was in and on this entire thing from the get-go. And evangelist Paul Levine, great man, since gone on to glory, was the human pen that God used for this track, The New Birth. But this track right here has probably, I believe very likely, I could say, has seen more people come to know Christ through the lifetime of this ministry and the printed materials that we have put out for free than any other track. You need this track in your arsenal. You need to read it for yourself. If you've never been familiar with our ministry, with BTI, with our mission, with what we do, I'd recommend you do this. Get our sample packet. You can do that on our website right now, BibleTracksInc.org. Included with that sample packet will be The New Birth, this tract right here. We actually just had a friend of mine, pastor friend of mine in the Illinois area. He ordered, I think, 2,000, 2,500 of the new birth. He got them customized for his church for a little bit of a small charge, a small fee for the custom work. And he got those because he wanted people to get a clear picture of what salvation is like to really be able to do a deep dive on the important things of Scripture As it pertains to salvation, there may be nothing else more important to a lost person. I'd highly recommend you consider getting some of these for yourself. Great gospel tools the new birth is. You need them in your life. Go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org right now. And now I'd like you to grab your Bibles. Turn to the book of Psalms. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. While you join me there, I'm going to read a very short note that we received from a Mr. James. Here's what he says. Well, there's a big font across the top. It says, never give up. says this, Brother Mike McCurry, just a note to say thanks for your ministry. I'm enjoying working with you all as a partner. You are a blessing to me. Keep up the good work God has given all of you to do, your friend James. Well, James... Thank you so much. We are going to keep up the good work. We are going to continue giving out free gospel tracts. We are never going to give up. Lord willing and the church don't rise. We'll be here. And I'm proud to say that you are a friend and partner of our ministry, James. Thank you so much. For those of you listening right now, if you'd like to have a note read on the radio or you'd rather prefer maybe to be private, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get a note. Our address is P.O. Box 188. That's Bloomington, Illinois. Address it to Bible Tracks. 61702 is the zip code. We'd love to hear from you at any time. Now, let's turn our attention. Discipleship study. Number three, we're talking about the Bible. I believe I've left enough time to get through the first portion of this. We will continue on on Monday of next week. Discipleship study number three. You can get it for free from our website on the Bible. Let's read Psalm 119.89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The Holy Bible. You know, the Bible is the only book that can honestly have the word holy before it. Proverbs 7.2 says this, keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of thine eye. You know that phrase, apple of thine eye, it kind of means keeping it at the center of your life. God's word should be the center, the hub, the middle of the wheel where all the spokes come together. The opportunity that we have 
to commune with God Almighty is so very amazing. What a blessing it is that God gives us his word. What did some of our forefathers say about the Bible? Abraham Lincoln said, I believe the Bible is the best gift God has ever given to man. All the good from the Savior of the world is communicated to us through this book. Charles Dickens says, the New Testament is the very best book that ever was or ever will be known in the world. George Washington, it is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Now, we may have issue with some of the way that some of these men live their lives. But can I tell you this? They were right on this subject. They were right on this topic of the Bible. Where did the Bible come from? Well, we just read about it. Psalm 119.89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The Bible has always been. It was in heaven before it was given word for word to man about 3,500 to 4,000 years ago and some as short as 2,000 years ago. How did we get the Bible, though? These are questions that can be answered even more in depth in this discipleship study. So I'd recommend use this program to whet your taste for this discipleship study and then get it for yourself from our website. How did we get the Bible? You know, a lot of people have said the Bible is just some book authored by man, but that is not true at all. If man could have written the Bible, he wouldn't have. You know what Mark Twain once said? It's not what I don't understand about the Bible that bothers me. It's what I do understand. You see, the Bible is a very convicting book. If you apply the Bible to your life, it will change your life. Second Peter 1, 20 and 21 says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Second Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Inspiration means God breathed. We did not get the Bible from Moses or from Paul or from David. No, no, we got the Bible from God through those men. They were just the human instrument that God used. Here's a question for you, and if you have more questions on this topic, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm not going to spend an incredibly long time on it now, but are there mistakes in the Bible? Well, for now, let's let the Bible answer that question. Psalm 19, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect. Psalm 119, 160, thy word is true from the beginning. Proverbs 30, verse 5, every word of God is pure. Isaiah 40, verse 8, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Get in the picture? God tells us in his book that the Bible is perfect. You say, hold on a second. That's circular reasoning. No, 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 friend. You can bank everything on what God says. We'll talk more about that later on if we can. The Bible, God's holy word. It has scientific accuracy. Do you know long before people realized the importance of the blood and it's part of the circulatory system. Leviticus 17.11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. How about Hebrews 1 verse 2? By whom also he made the worlds. Before Galileo or any of his ilk realized that there are other worlds out there beyond the scope of humans' ability to even understand what is out there, and even those before Galileo, God knew that there are other worlds out there. Years before science proved it, the Bible said man's blood is what keeps him alive. 
that the earth is suspended in space, that the, our planet is not the only one that God has created. It's scientifically accurate. One more topic here. Why read it? Now, we'll conclude for today, and we'll pick it up next week, but why read the Bible? Vance Havner said, There are many more Bibles sold and less read than any other book. Patrick Henry said, The Bible is worth more than all the other books written, but it has been my misfortune never to have found the time to read it. That's a sad statement. Patrick Henry, great man, but he was wrong on the Bible. He should have spent more time in God's book. The Bible can do so many things for us. There are so many reasons to read it. We'll talk more about that when we pick up on Monday. But let me ask you, friend, do you have a Bible nearby? If you have a question about which type of Bible you should read, contact me. Phone number 309-316-7240. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.